This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. Tom Lee Hackey has become part of my morning prayers. I was a full-time nurse, just lifting up a patient. A tractor trailer came up behind this, pushed us right through. Right off the bat, you just felt comfortable. I felt somebody had my back. And he says, I'm going to do everything that I can do for you. You guys are amazing. I love you. Call Pond Lahaki Giordano, highly rated Philadelphia workers' compensation attorneys. Now on Talk Radio to the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause as we come to you every Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Excited, J. Doc, to uh, kick off our two-hour show with the President's Hour. We uh, get the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, who joins us uh, monthly at least for a presidential report. We'll have that tonight. A lot to talk about uh, with Pat Eiding tonight. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely love this show. Um, you know, lots to talk about. About, talking about what's going on. Uh, we have a big rally coming up. We're talking uh, PROAC. We're going to talk about uh, lots of things going on, and uh, nobody can deliver it uh, better than Pat Eiding. All right. Well, with that entree, we welcome in the president of the AFL-CIO. Pat Eiding joins us for uh, the President's Hour on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Pat, uh, a good day to you, hey. sir. Thank you, Joe and Joe, and it's great to be back. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of stuff going on. It seems like... Uh, uh, it might have been, been, I don't know if it's just here, but it might be the busiest town in the world with all the things going on. But uh, nationally, there's a lot of stuff going on. And of course, uh, we have a president of the United States that doesn't have any problem saying he's pro-union. That's uh, a long way from, from, from where we used to be. Uh, God bless him. I hope he uh, hope he can stay the course. You know, uh, we've had some differences, uh, President Biden and I getting up to where we are, but we've always known he was a... Uh, the champion of unions and working people, and uh, he hasn't done anything to change that in the short time he's been in office. So uh, there's, a, you know, there's a, there's some great things on the books that uh, we're hoping that some of those folks in the Senate will will see the the will the way and, and care about working people and join them with it. But uh, you know, the the, uh, the, the, the 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 stuff that he has, you know, not just the this stuff, union stuff, but the you know, Americans job for, uh, Americans plan for jobs. Uh, uh, you know, when you go over that list by list, it's, a, it's everything positive. It's putting people to work. It's putting, uh, uh, money back in the, in the coffers to be able to take care of the, uh, the debt, those kinds of things. Um, but I think we're missing a point in some cases. And sometimes I'm, I'm worried about our own members, uh, especially the ones fortunate enough to be, you know, working and have a job and hopefully have a job to come back to. But, uh, there's a lot of people out of work in Philadelphia uh, alone. If we could, uh, and I've said this many times over, we could put the people to work. We'd do away with most of the guns and most of the drugs, and, and uh, we'd have a, a happier world where folks uh, are proud to be able to go home after a day's work and, and uh, 
you know, feed their family and, and dress their kids the way they should be dressed and maybe even take them to a movie once in a while. So in that vein, Joe and Joe, we're going to try to just get everybody's attention back again. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we had a, a rally over by Senator Toomey. Uh, we're trying very hard to uh, have Sen- Senator Toomey, especially since uh, he's already announced that he's not going to run for Senate again, to step down for a minute and look at the working people that he represents and, and uh, uh, take his head out of the clouds a little bit, if you will. I, I don't mean that in, in a mean way, but uh, I've had some great conversations through the years with Senator Toomey, and I think this is one where he could really come back and, and care about his constituents. And I'm talking about the PRO Act. But prior to the PRO Act, I'm talking about the jobs plan, the jobs plan that President Biden has. Certainly needs some... Uh, some support from the from the the right side of the Senate. Uh, you know, I can't believe that. Uh, you know, we we always said both of you, Joe, know that we always talk about how we're not a party. We're, we're we represent working people. We're not Democrat or Republican. Mm-hmm. But if there's an issue or a plan for working people, that's what we support, and we support those people to support us. So, on the 16th of uh, of this month, we're going to have a, a rally, and I don't want to say a little rally because. Uh, I hope it's a big rally, but whatever it is, it's going to be a rally and who comes, comes. But we're hoping the folks that, uh, especially folks who understand, uh, what jobs mean to this country and what jobs mean to Philadelphia. Uh, and I'm talking about not just us union members, but all working people that can come, come by. And, uh, also to, uh, to Senator Toomey and Senator Casey and our Congress people to come by and, uh, come on by and support this piece of legislation or this this bill. Well, quite honestly, it's not a piece of legislation yet, but uh, to, to support it and, and show the Senate that the, there's grassroots support to put people back to work. And certainly the jobs plan has so many things in there, that, you know, uh, building the infrastructure, but taking care of uh, veterans hospitals and, uh, uh, you know, care of uh, creating jobs, raising wages. It's just so many things. If you look at it, it has so many positives that will all come back in a plus. It'll pay back to this country in, in dividends of uh, finances that they wouldn't get. And many of the folks out there are not paying anything in taxes and otherwise will have to step up and be part of it. So Joe and Joe, on the 16th, between 2 and 3 p.m. at City Hall, right on the apron, we're going to have a rally for Unity for American Jobs. And uh, uh, part of that rally, I'm sure, will be folks talking about the PRO Act, which... Uh, for, for working people, not just those folks who already have the benefit of collective bargaining, but many people out there. I mean, we've seen the controversy and the discussion about Amazon trying to organize um, down south, and, and what we saw was how much the company could uh, uh, influence and, and uh, threaten people of their jobs because of the kind of labor laws we have in this country, quite honestly, uh, are probably the worst in the free world. Really, We really do not have good labor worker labor laws. And so the PRO Act would fix some of that. It would make it harder for employers to threaten people. It would make it easier for people if they want to have a, a, a collective bargaining agreement, they want to be represented by somebody who can stand up and say it without the threat of losing their job. And so, you know, again, the rally on the 16th at 2 o'clock in the afternoon at City Hall is just to remind everybody there's good legislation out there, and it's for all people. And the PRO Act, quite honestly, is not for those who already have a union. We already have a union. It's for all those folks out there who need representation. 
And, you know, I don't want to jump around a little bit, but I keep, keep hearing about people don't want to come back to work because of uh, unemployment. But one of the finer things I saw stipulated in one of those things that people put stuff on is, uh, uh, isn't it amazing when you offer $15 an hour how many people come back to work? Um, you know, there's folks out there who, who are trying to come back to work. I have to figure out what they're going to do with their kids. There's so many different elements here. But getting back on track, let, let's have a rally. Let's come out and let's let's talk about what the president has on the table that we can go forward and make this country uh, not only stronger, but whole again. You know, uh, one have to do like I do. Every time I go into a store, I have to look at the label to find out whether what I'm looking at is made in China or, or Taiwan or wherever. I might be able to look at it and see it was made in the Oshkosh, uh, wherever in this great country, you know. So uh, one of six days, we're going to have that rally. Uh, I expect uh, a lot of folks will come. And uh, I hope it's just not organized labor. I hope folks who, uh, who care about their brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers who don't have a job or don't have the benefit of a job, or if they do have a job, it's not a job that pays living wages and has any benefits. So uh, I say that publicly. I think this is the first time that's been announced. Well, you know, Pat, um, you know, you, you absolutely said a mouthful there. And I can tell you that what is really refreshing is the sentiments around the country now, the word union um, and, and uh, the ability to collectively bargain. Um, a lot of positive. Uh, you're right. When is the last time we had a president talk about being pro-union? Um, and, uh, you know, when you're pro-union, that means you're pro-worker. And when you talk about the PRO Act, you're talking about the opportunity and the ability to organize. Um, and you mentioned, of course, uh, you, you, you know, Amazon and the absolute nightmarish situations they got down, going on down there. And uh, an example of, you know, they, I think they lost the they lost the um, the vote. I forget exactly what it was, but it was ridiculous. And so uh, the intimidation factor, all those things that happened down there at, at Amazon are exactly why we need to be rallying uh, for in support of the PRO Act and, and, and in support of new jobs. We're just getting back out of this pandemic. And so uh, it is... It is fantastic to see that obviously the labor movement is is uh, always uh, in 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 the, the you know the limelight in regards to fighting for not only our own people but the ability for other people who are not in unions to have a part of the American dream. You know, I've been saying, Jay Duck, and you've heard me, especially over the last. <laughs> I don't know, eight months, nine months, whatever it's been, if there was ever a time that uh, that those who are not represented by a union should consider or find their way to getting into a union, I believe it's right now more uh, than more, more more than ever before, right? Well, I can tell you this: the 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 people. If you do you, you listen to all the the, the, the surveys, uh, America is pro union. It's pro labor. Where if people are sick and tired of being uh, you know treated like dogs on the job site. If you if you think about what's going on down there, and this is why I know that the intimidation fact down down at Amazon. We've talked about this on the show many times, and Pat, I'm, I know you know this. These people. 
people are fired if they go or, or docked from their pay if they if they have to go to a bathroom break and they don't beat and they're, and they're not able to keep up with the uh, the I guess the robots that are that they're working with in just in case the bathroom where they're at is in use or if it's down they got to go down an extra set of stairs and and they're going to bed at night with one schedule and they the app gets changed in the middle of the night and if they wake up and they don't make it in or they can potentially get fired they definitely get docked so why in a million years would the overwhelming majority of people if they weren't being completely intimidated and bullied by their employer why would they vote against it it's it's the president's hour here on uh, talk radio 1210 wpht pat hold your thought i'm going to get to our first break we'll pick it up uh, on the other side again the rally coming up on the 16th from 2 to 3 p.m right smack uh, down on the apron at city hall uh, we'll talk we'll continue the conversation with pat uh, pat i want to get your thoughts about jdoc's comments but first uh, we'll take a commercial break back in a moment portions of tonight's edition of the Labor Show are sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ District 1201. Today's program has been pre-recorded. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And back here on The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause as we come to hour number one of the two-hour show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's the President's Hour with the President of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, joining us for the full hour tonight. So, you know, uh, I, we, I do want to follow up on Joe's thoughts, and he, he threw out some really good thoughts. But, you know, some of the stuff that, that's taken place through the years, the folks, they just, it comes and it goes. But, you know, it, it hasn't been that long ago when Walmart... Uh, you know, quite honestly, folks who see there's getting a couple dollars more at Walmart now is because of folks trying to get representation. But uh, I remember seeing horror stories when somebody even mentioned union or talked about it on a job site. There was a committee that came in and landed there to come take him aside or her aside and talk to her about the world of ways and how they're going down the wrong path and the world's going to come to an end if they get a union. And, you know, they, they spent all that money. God knows where they brought him from. They might have brought him from, who knows, uh, you know, their headquarters in there to do it. But that's the kind of stuff that goes on all the time that people don't realize. And, and you know, when, when folks talk about the union, what they have to understand the union is the people. The union is not Pat Eiding and John Doherty and uh, Richard Trumka. When people get elected to make sure their collective bargaining agreements are carried out. But the union are the people. That's why it's called a union. And, you know, if, if folks want to have the protection of the union, uh, they ought to be able to vote on it. That's all, we're ever, all we've ever asked for. Let them have a free election and decide. And then, you know, there's no intimidation and there's nobody getting fired and, you know, they're not, uh, they're not, uh, standing over them and, uh, you know, all the other things that we know happen. I mean, my God, the thing at Amazon, it might have been the most open. We've seen some of those atrocities. And so let the people vote. What do you have, Mr. Employer or, or Mr. Republican right wing, not all Republicans? What is, what is, what is it that's, you know, have vote? It's America. And if they vote to have representation, so be it. And then sit down, like intelligent people that you, you represent yourself to be, and come up with a fair collective bargaining agreement. It sounds so simple when you take away the threats 
and the, and the fact that our our labor laws allow these threats. And so the Pro Act's just going to break some of that down. Not not for the union people. I mean, don't let don't let people misrepresent this as a union bill only. It's for working people. You know, protecting the right to organize, the correct protecting the right to have a fair collective bargaining agreement. And you know, and bouncing back to the to the, the jobs plan. I mean, I, I don't know how we, how, how, with all the people who, who've been out of work before the pandemic, who are going to be out of work after the pandemic, because we don't know how this has changed and what's going to happen. But all those people, and the fact that we want to make more things in this country, that means we have to have more people working. We will have more people working. It'll take away the onslaught of, of the tragedies that we're seeing all over the place, especially in our great city. And, and so, you know, why don't we come together? I have to tell you, that in, in some of the relationships here with Philadelphia Works and, and Philadelphia Chamber, places that I've met with people, there's a movement here in Philadelphia to open mind a little bit to $15 an hour. People are realizing if you don't pay people a decent wage, they're going to be back out of work again because they won't be able to afford to, somebody to take care of their kids or daycare and those kinds of things. There's so many aspects of this. It's, it's, it's crazy. So our rally on the 16th is just to wake everybody up to what's there. Uh, we're not going to we're not going to win a war here, but we can remind everybody when they wake up in the morning. There's something out there for the good of all. If we could only get the Senate to move on it in the right direction, we really have something. And guess what? That that would start to reduce it itself because some of those folks have been getting away with millions of dollars of taxes they didn't have to pay. While you and I are paying taxes for everything we do, uh, and, and listen, I don't have a problem paying taxes. I certainly love other people to join me. They have a lot more money than me. But I pay my fair share all the time, and I think that's the way it should be. And, you know, if we do that and we pick this place up, we do away with folks living on the street. I mean, there's so many things in, in this, this jobs plan that could make things different. And I don't want to relate, relate back to Roosevelt because it's before all our time. It's history. But history says it made things different. Now, uh, folks will argue only the war made things different. I, I don't believe that. I, I think that uh, the American people made things different. Pat, you know, it's interesting because it makes me proud of our, our union contractors and our union employers, particularly when we're talking about employers like Amazon uh, and like um, like Walmart. What really is stunning about those particular situations is you're talking about amongst the richest uh, corporations on the planet. Okay, and when I when I see a um, an a, you know electrical contractor who employs ten people and uh, em, employs them union, and he knows he's going to get a quality, well trained uh, team of, of of workers. I mean, there's a lot of benefits from it, but the commitment to paying uh, you know fair wages and having great benefits, and at the same time, uh, good working conditions is 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 a big deal. And it's great to see people um, that are you know regular people with companies that might be smaller companies. Um, that committed to that. Now, when I look at some of these absolute uh, corporate greed type situations where there's absolutely no reason, reminds me of the old saying, how do you think I got so rich? At what point, at what point does the greed stop? And we're, like you said, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're looking at, at the opportunity of paying the fair wage, great uh, benefits, giving these people who, by the way, have made their, their, their employer so rich, it's unimaginable. 
imaginable. These, this is the absolute top of the pyramid there. Um, get, you know, giving them a fair opportunity not to be on welfare while they're actually working a, a, a job, even if it's a part-time job at Walmart or whatever. So, so, so people got to see the greed that we're talking about at the highest level. And like you said, some of the things that happened down there in Amazon were absolutely atrocities. And, and staying on the, the you know, the, the, the jobs plan, uh, there's so many different aspects. Uh, you know, we, we have a lot of folks, including myself, that tries to join in the conversation for clean air. I want this country to have, and the world to have clean air, but we have to worry about jobs. And one of the things that folks don't realize, and, you know, in, in the kind of plans that, that, that President Biden is talking about, you know, we're talking about solar. <laughs> Joe and Joe, all those solar things are made in another country. All we do is put them together and put them on a roof here. So why don't we make them here? And and the parts of that could you know parts of that uh, that solar thing is, is, is it has to be mined, comes out of the ground. Why can't we do that here with the miners that don't have a job now? Why? I mean, this is what this jobs plan has. There's so many intricacies in it that if folks only wake up, it really touches on everything we're fighting for. If you want clean air, then let's build those solar things here, make jobs, build them here, and put them up here by you know union or, or folks who get a, a decent wage. If we have to mine a component to put into those, why not mine it here? Why we have to get it from China or some other country? I mean, that, this is this jobs plan. You know, I'll put aside the pro act a little bit, but this jobs plan. If 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 we get the jobs plan, we'll need the pro act because there'll be so many jobs that we want to make sure that if we have good American employers, that they're going to have decent wages for the people that they hire and have benefits for the people they hire. So this this whole thing is about everything we talk about every day. I mean, there's not a day going by that folks don't want to talk about buying electric cars, and, and those components all have to be made here. They have to be coming from here, and we can put the people to work doing it. Oh. It's just, folks don't need it. We need steel. Let's make it here. Absolutely. Let's not make it in Korea. It's interesting, Pat. The jobs plan that the Senate would only move on if the jobs plan would really fix a lot of sores that we have in this country. Sorry if I rolled on. No, 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 no. I mean, it's 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 a, a great point. And, you know, we've been doing a lot of shows on the solar energy uh, situation and, of course, on our um, refineries and, and how, uh, you know, when you talk about jobs, we've got great, you know, great uh, industry here, even with the refineries and partnership of people who uh, want to work together, by the way, care about the environment, that want to maintain our economy and our environment. We all know that 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 the renewables is the direction we're going, okay? Why would we throw out the baby with the bath oil? We have major industry, you know, with 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 a lot of the um the, the renewables, you not you have a situation where you need fossil fuels in order to do that in, in order to um maintain and 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 build that industry. You can't just do it alone and shut everything down and say, "Okay, we're going to start building solar panels across the board. But there's ways to do that with carbon capture. There's an entire industry out there that can work together to maintain our jobs, to maintain our economy, and to maintain our environment together. And and the jobs plan is a big part of it. The President's Hour with Pat Eiding here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll get to our second commercial break. We'll pick up the conversation uh, with Pat Eiding on the other side. And still to come, we're going to talk about uh, the building trade elections. We uh, had a full two-hour show about uh, the building trade elections uh, a week ago. Uh, We'll get Pat Eiding to weigh in as he was a big part of that process. We'll talk more back in a moment. 
Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. Today's program has been pre-recorded. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here on The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause, this is the President's Hour with the President of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eining, uh, joining us for the full hour. Good conversation, J. Doc, uh, underway. I do want to take a moment uh, to remind everyone how we started the show, uh, telling everyone about the rally coming up on the 16th. And it will be from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. It'll be on the apron at City Hall, uh, Pat. And I would imagine that because all are invited, um, I imagine that we'll see a big turnout come out for uh, the rally. It's very, very important. It's a great opportunity for people to understand the meaning uh, behind uh, um, unity for American jobs. Uh, that all coming up on when or coming up on the sixteenth. Yeah, I mean you're absolutely right, and and. and Here's the thing that I'm trying to get through to people who, who I hope will show up is when you think about, I mean, it's just, when you go talking, there's so many things that jump in mind. Fund our schools, fair funding for our schools. You know, we at the council and labor have been involved in with that along with the, some good elected officials uh, about the schools. And, you know, there's some money coming and we don't even know how it's going to be spent or not spent, but we still have the issue in, in Philadelphia where some of our kids are going to schools that you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to eat in there, let alone be there all day for school. I've been in them. I've been in there fixing them up with some workers. So I know I'm, I know what I'm talking about. The, the, the Jobs Act will have money in there to fix our schools. You know, maybe we don't have to worry about it, especially if we take the whole darn school down and build a new one. You know, we, we've proven that there's ways that you can do this thing. Uh, you know, Drexel, Drexel University and, and many, many, many people who donated money, including our AFL-CIO, built a school out, in, out by Drexel that actually has three, two, three classes in it, two schools that broke down and a, and a middle school because they don't have the attention as old schools. They can do it this way. So we know there's a way to do it. This kind of money coming in for this this Jobs Act will give money to be able to do something with the schools of Philadelphia. And listen, I don't begrudge I don't begrudge anybody who's got a chance and an opportunity to send their kids to great schools. But I have a hard time when we're sending kids on 17th Street to the schools they're going in, and I see two brand new charter schools being built as as we're talking. They all should be the same. And that's what we have to do. And I think this Jobs Act will do it. So, you know, I, I don't want to go on and on and on, but there's so many people, I think, that are going to be touched by both things. The the Jobs Act, mainly right now, getting the Senate to, to move on that. And then, of course, the PRO Act. Neither one of them are home free. Both of them need the Senate. Uh, you know, we passed the PRO Act in the House. We need the Senate for the PRO Act. But we desperately need the Senate to move on this jobs plan so we can move this country in the right direction. So... Having said that, I will tell you that I'm proud to be part of the officers who got reelected at the Philadelphia Building Trades because I think they work towards those ends all every day of the week. Uh, you know, John Doherty has done a tremendous job considering his, uh, you know, his personal situation, which uh, mainly about you know Seely and, and, the, and the way he stood by her and all those times. It's wonderful. Uh, his other his, the other things where people are constantly trying to to beat him up with whatever they're trying to do. But the truth of the day is that the people who elect the building trades officers 
know he's doing a job, even under these all these cons- controversies and all these issues. And I'm proud of the fact that uh, I am one of that team that got elected. We got uh, the whole team from the president down to the business manager, the secretary, treasurer, and all the trustees. We all got reelected without actually without opposition. So, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a great feeling um, because it, you, you have to have some feeling, at least in your mind, if you get elected like that, that some people think you're doing a job. And I hope I hope that's uh, that's fundamental to why we got the election. But proud to be part of the team, proud to be uh, the, the fact that we got elected uh, uh, without opposition and with a standing ovation telling us to go forward with what we're doing. So, uh, you know, a lot of the things that we, we just hashed out with, the, you know, the Jobs Act and the PRO Act, you know, some of the things that hit closer to home here, guys. You know, we just went through this whole thing with the gas prices going sky high because, the, you know, the, what they did with the pipeline. And yet we we closed our refineries here before we have jobs for those people, before the, the new energy systems have taken place. So there's got to be a balance. You know, there's got to be. If we're, if we're going to eventually change over, we have to have jobs for the people who are losing jobs. And they have to be the same type of jobs. They can't be... They can't be ten dollar an hour jobs when somebody was making uh, really great, great union wages in the refinery and those things. So there's a lot of things that come together on this. But again, building trades reelected unanimously with the standing ovation. Proud to be part of that team. Proud to be part of the Dockery team. And uh, I, I think uh, going forward through this whole pandemic, you found uh, in a safe way, in a way that was uh, stepped, you know, was paused for a minute to make sure it was done safe. But under that leadership of the building chase, they were able to build these buildings, this casino that's flourishing, you know, Penn Hospital, or the big Penn First Hospital, a big unit there. Many, many different things were done and done during the pandemic when the world was coming to a, a, almost a stop. And they did it safe. And they did it safer than other cities that jumped into it willy-nilly without taking a minute and saying, wait, let's see how we can do this better. Building trades, in fact, quite honestly, again, going rolling on. In the initial initial attempt to make the job safer, went out and purchased thousands and thousands of respirators. Went out and purchased thermometers, you know, to, to take take temperatures and things like that. So credit to, to the leadership; they got it through. And that's what you can do with this: give us the tool, and we can get it done. Bring those jobs to, in the United States with the with the Jobs Act, and we'll get an awful lot of things done for people who haven't had it in the past. You know, Pat. Uh, it, it, my, it, no, go ahead. Finish up. No, no, I, I just was going to allude to another subject, because, but probably in the same vein, though. Well, I was just saying that the, that the labor solidarity we, ha- we have here in Philadelphia is a tribute to our leadership. One thing Johnny Doc always talks about is the leadership, uh, you know, here in Philadelphia talk, obviously talks about you um, at the top, talk, you know, talking about, you know, the ability for us to navigate and, and, and um, really be unified. But also uh, individuals like yourself and John and um, a lot of our longtime leaders, uh, also, Ryan Boyer, Ryan, okay. of course, Ryan Boyer, and and uh, just we can go on. But the point is um, having the ability to 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 be there for the next generation of leaders. Doc was talking about the talent we have in in, in leadership across the board um, as a reason why we're able to navigate and work so well together. And of course, the labor, the, the vote at the building trades, um, you know, was was just a great sign of of, of how you 
united we are, like you said, in the face of sometimes uh, difficult times. So um, how much do you attribute, uh, you know, the, the success we have as a, as a like, you, know, you mentioned the pandemic and the fact that we've set the tone across the country um, on, our, our, on our leadership and our labor solidarity? And listen, Joe, it goes down to, I mean, it's, you know, we, we have our names in life, so to speak. But, you know, the, the, the presidents and business managers of all the unions, I know my local union going through some tough times and the boilermakers and the fitters who lost all their jobs at the, at the refiners, they're still going on. They're still getting jobs for their members. They're, you know, that's the kind of leadership I think John alludes to. It's not just him and I and Ryan. It's, it's those folks out there every day are leading it. But, you know, it's Chris Woods at 1199. It's, uh, you know, the new leadership at DC 33. They're, you know, wherever you look, and certainly the, the, you know, the teachers under a lot of controversy, many times being pointed fingers at them, they've stayed the course to try to make these jobs safer, not only for the teachers, but for the kids. And to make sure that when the kids come back to school, or they're trying to, they're not making sure yet because they don't have the wherewithal to do it. The Jobs Act would give them that. But these are the, these are the things. I give you an example. There's there's legislation in the city council, and Philadelphia. I have to say, on the positive side of city council, uh, unlike the state of Pennsylvania, we do a lot of things for working people that other people just talk about. You know, whether it's paid sick leave or protection for your paycheck. Uh, right now, there's two there are two pieces of legislation that we're looking at right now that we hope to get passed. One of them is uh, even after all the detail. But one of them is that folks, when there's when there's going to be a closure of a hospital or another health facility or care facility, that people are, are given enough notice ahead of time to know what it is and know that it's going to happen, so they don't all just like Hanneman Hospital all of a sudden wake up someday they're out of work. Uh, the other one, the other one that I'm looking at is a is a bill that's from uh, Councilman Richardson. It's pushing. It's it's a bill number two one zero four four three to make sure that the employer, if they're going to have a layoff, not only let folks know in a timely fashion, but also give them all the information they should have available from the state, whether it's unemployment, whether it's whatever whatever is available. These folks are all of a sudden going to find themselves out of work because you have to remember that when that happens, the world's coming to an end for a minute. Folks, especially folks who've had a job for a number of years, they all of a sudden don't know where they're going to go. And so this kind of information we don't think about much, but it's very important. It certainly is important to the folks who work in, you know, healthcare, uh, hospitals and facilities that are closing down. So, you know, there, there's, there, these are things that all of a sudden we at the union level are over there talking for. Not because it's, you know, although in some of these cases, quite honestly, it affected the union too with the hospitals in Heinemann. But not, no, most of the 99% of the time we're fighting for something we already have in our collective bargaining agreement because it's about workers. It's about working people. And so the city council people here in Philly, to their credit, are constantly thinking about working people. I know that we, we put some stuff into, uh, uh, wording into this stuff, wording into to the city council law to make sure that people who had a job get called back before somebody else takes their job. We're concerned that whether they're union or not union, if, the, if a hotel brings people back or starts hiring again, that they don't hire somebody at a, at a lower rate because they can. This way, the folks who at least had that job got to get a chance before they go around them and hire somebody else. These are little things that are done every day that a lot of folks don't really recognize, you know, but it is. And, and you know, uh, another thing is at state level. Folks don't realize that there's no OSHA laws for public workers, public employees. And, you know, uh, I think just three weeks ago, three weeks ago or so, 
that someone got killed on a job. Now that it was, it was, you know, it was private. It was on the other side of it. There's an OSHA law that people look into. Uh, we just, you know, you just read some articles about how many people are getting hurt in the Amazon warehouses because of the pressure of, of getting things done and those things. In the public works, people don't realize they drive trucks, they fix roads, they're up in the air, they're climbing all the time and have no OSHA background. They have no law to protect them. So these are things that, uh, you know, labor does on an ongoing basis without having to be prodded. That's, that's the leadership I think that John's talking about when he's talking about leadership, those kinds of things. The President's Hour with Pat Eiding. This is The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. We'll take our final commercial break. Wrap it up on the other side with Pat Eiding back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by IATSE Local 8, District 1199C, and News Guild 10. Today's program has been pre-recorded. I'm back here on The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause, hour number one of the uh, two-hour show every Saturday night. J. Doc, good conversation from you between the break. Um, we didn't have an opportunity to talk to Pat. We'll talk to him about it uh, now as we wrap up this final segment. You know, you're right. The world is opening back up. The Delaware Valley is opening back up. The Philadelphia region uh, is opening back up. They're experiencing already at the Jersey Shore um, a monumental influx of people already visiting all of the shorts. We're open for business. And, and the thing is this, what's great also, we have Mike Barnes on the last couple of weeks. Of Absolutely. IATSE, and it's great to see um, that, that the, the restaurants are opening up, that, that the uh, events are starting to happen again. And of course, uh, the, the parkway and all those things. So having said that, one of the big events that we have every year in labor is our Labor Day Parade. And and and, and uh, Pat Iding, obviously, come, it comes from the photo of the council, AFL-CIO, Joni Eiding uh, uh, does a great job in putting that together with everybody. And, and Pat, talk about that because it's so exciting to finally be back in that vein. Well, you know, guys, we, we had to, as, as many things and many people had to do, put things aside. We tried to keep some continuity by having a virtual Labor Day parade. Uh, we also did it with a leadership thing that we normally did in Atlantic City. It wasn't the same, but it certainly kept the dialogue and it, and it kept the spirit of core up. And so uh, as soon as we saw things were starting to open up and I called, made, made some phone calls to, to make sure I wasn't the only one seeing it that way, uh, we're going to have a Labor Day parade. We're going to try to uh, duplicate the last one we had, which had 60-plus uh, uh, unions marching in it. I don't know how many 60, 70, 7,000 people marching. Finished up at the Great Plaza down at Penn's Landing. Things are a little different there. Because uh, they have changed some things there, but we're we're going to adjust and we'll get it done. And uh, so you know, and I've had people call. We're going to have. A, you can't believe the excitement from people who <laughs> say we're going to have the Labor Day parade. I, I mean, you know, I want. This is you know, twenty years ago we had a Labor Day parade down the park way that I don't think it had ten unions. If it had ten, and so now fast forward, we got labor leaders, you know, union leaders asking that we're going to have it. And uh, so it's exciting. I mean, I, I think that coupled with what we're seeing, you know, and I, I pray as everybody else does that we don't have a relapse of this pandemic, this virus, but it's just so great and refreshing all of a sudden to, to see people in, in, in a face, a face to face, uh, meeting. And, you know, we had our nomination at the building trade face to face. It was, uh, uh, we kept our distance, but we were in the same room and we were able to, you know, see what, make sure we look at people's eyes if they're telling the truth and that kind of thing, you know, or, or if it's a loving book, who knows what it is. But so, yes, we're going to have a Labor Day parade. The world should know, uh, you know, first we're going to have a rally on the 16th, 
to make sure we get the jobs the jobs uh, bill passed, uh, the PRO Act passed, and then hopefully by September, when we do Labor Day, we'll be celebrating two pieces of legislation that's going to turn this country around and make us the most independent country in the world again, where we can go buy shoelaces made here, and who knows, maybe even a hat. That would be great, wouldn't it? See, if I had, wasn't made someplace else. So Labor Day is back on, guys, and, and uh, we got a rally on the 16th. we got some good things happening. Uh, we have some terrible things we have to fix. I have to tell you that our, our Civil and Human Rights Committee is working a meeting every other week, not every month, but every other week, to try to see where we can help. You know, we put statements out for... Uh, the the anniversary of George Floyd, and we've put other events and things out. We've had a lot of people come in and talk to our committee. Uh, we're anxious to have the, uh, the important person from PAL, which I believe is a tool that can help people in, uh, in the city of Philadelphia come back together again a little bit. They've done great work for all the years that I've been around, and uh, so we want to see what their secret is. Maybe we can expand on that and get more folks involved in a PAL-type atmosphere. So the Civil and Human Rights Committee, I have to tell you, that we put together right after Mr. Floyd was killed. And we and this committee has been one of the best committees I've ever seen in the labor movement. As I said, every other week, not once a month, not once a quarter, every other week. And they've reached out to many people, whether they be legislators, whether it be the head of the FOP, uh, national folks that do work with police to try to get some education as to what it is that we may be able to help with to make it a better environment. Well, so, Pat, just know uh, that, uh, that ju- just know, yeah, just know this, my friend. Uh, when you say pal, just know that I am, I have both arms raised. Um, the answer is yes. What's the question? I'll help in any way uh, that I can uh, to support because I agree with you wholeheartedly um, uh, about the the value and the meaning behind what PAL has been able to do. I just think it's incredible, and I am all in, uh, as in as I could be to help in any way, shape, or form. Well, Joe, I'm glad to hear that because that's the view we have of what PAL is and what it could do. I mean, you know, what PAL instituted, uh, I don't know, 50 years ago was to be able to fight in a ring, not on a corner. Uh so you know it's it's you know it's a it's a uh, it's an organization that's very quiet and does tremendous work and and the people who are involved in it are in all the way just like you expressed, Joe. That's exactly what I hear from people involved with that. And Pat, you know what's interesting? We, you mentioned Ryan Boyer um, a little while ago, and, and Ryan was two minutes on, was on two last minutes. week. And, and you know, one of the things we can be incredibly proud of is labor diversity. Um, you know, certainly Ryan was talking about that last week, and and how um, we're, we're we're setting the bar and 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 uh, taking a leadership role in our in our social justice movement. And you know, like we always have, uh, and and it, 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 in all types of issues. Like, and, and what I love about Obviously, our broadcasts are the fact that Pat always says, with or without a collective bargaining um, agreement, uh, which means if whether you're in a union or you're not in a union, that's uh, we speak for everybody. And that's something that, uh, you know, I, I know Pat is, you know, he's the, our leader here and, and, is, and is, is waving the flag in that direction. So uh, that's some great stuff, Pat. Well, you know, Joe and Joe, here's what I say. You know, when they talk about the community, 
we are the community. We live in the community. We're part of the community. So we should put ourselves into the community when it comes to fixing. And, and you know we do this with a lot for charity. But we can do it more. I think we can do it more. And, you know, our working families partner, half, half community leaders and half labor leaders. And that's who we are. We're part of the community. Most of us live right here in the community. So, you know, it makes sense. It makes sense that we reach out to folks like Pal and other folks to see what we can do to make things better. It just makes sense. The President's Hour with Pat Eiding, president of the AFL-CIO, joining us here for the first full hour uh, as we roll along. Uh, again, a quick reminder before we say goodbye, coming up on the 16th, the rally from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m., uh, Unity for American Jobs uh, on the uh, at City Hall, right on the apron, uh, coming up uh, in just a few days. I think the 16th is Wednesday. Is that correct, J-Doc? Yes, it is. This Wednesday. Okay, so just coming up on Wednesday 2 to 3 p.m. Pat, great stuff, my friend. Thank you so much. Um, I know there's always a lot to cover because we only get the opportunity to to do the President's Hour um, on a monthly basis, and sometimes I think we over... Uh, we overburden the audience with we want to get them so much information but really really good stuff today so appreciate it very much yeah you're absolutely right i apologize to the audience for rambling but there's so much we want to get out there and and uh, you know unfortunately this is these are the cards are dealt with once a month so uh, i hope i hope they got something out of what we had to say you know the jobs act the pro act and take care of each other and let's make this city better it can be much better than where we are now and look ahead to the Labor Day Parade. Well, I, I don't want to look ahead to the end of summer. I know there's a lot of work to do yet, but yeah. we'll look ahead to that as well. That's going to do it for hour number one of the Labor Show, the President's Hour, with the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding. On behalf of Pat Eiding, on behalf of J-Doc, I'm Joe Kraus. Stay with us. We'll see you on the other side. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communication Workers of America, and AFSCME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre recorded.